Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Ireland Meacham, your <laughs> youth correspondent. <laughs> 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 yeah, we were trying to think of Yay. the title. I don't know. know. I like that title. I don't have a title. You're a correspondent. <laughs> You have a title. We just don't say it to your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when you leave, we talk about your title. Uh, it's one of the door words. <laughs> we talk a lot about our door words. Just for the listening audience, there's like dirty words you can't say. Um, the FCC would get angry at us. Mm. So we have a door. On, it, it's actually on the opposite side of the door, so it doesn't necessarily help us. But when, when people come, you lift it up and you show them like a list of words you can't say on the radio so if you hear us say oh we can't that's a door word that's what that means so you're all in on the joke now okay. we've been keeping that i'm quiet. an expletive you are <laughs> it was kind of i wasn't gonna i, ha- I had a, a dream um <laughs> shared it with some of you that uh, i woke up at like 5 a.m because i we were like cutting off to a break and um it was like 5 a.m my dream i woke up at 5 a.m and I was um, saying a door word, like as it was cutting off really loud, but I was being funny. I wasn't like angry at anybody. And it just <laughs> bothered me all day, this this door word. And, and people know me. I'm full of door words. But yeah. anyways. So, Melanie. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. Adorable. Adorable. <laughs> Adorable. Oh, okay. I was with, I was with Rachel. Mm. Uh, earlier today. Mm-hmm. So who used to host. Who used to host here in Rachel's Cafe. She's a wonderful host. And uh, Was. I, I, <laughs> it's been so long <laughs> since I got my fair share of, of Rachelisms uh-huh. and, and mm-hmm. uh, just that, that level of punniness uh-huh. and uh, it, to bask in that once again is just yeah. lovely. So. She's good right. and she's quick. Yeah. yeah. With really her, quick. Uh, amazing. Well, yeah. we've, we've had her on. Yeah. No, we've had her on since she's uh, went off to the abyss. Okay. But well, she'll be back, right? Yeah. No, yeah. She comes when she's back in town. Yeah, I okay. told her she has to be. Yeah. yeah. We'll, have, we'll have her on, but <laughs> you should ride her in today. I tried to actually, okay. but uh, she had to go. She has oh, many She's things. busy, busy, busy. Okay. All right. So. She's always busy. So, uh, Melanie, you said you didn't have a really exciting Christmas. No, no, no. So, uh, um, uh, my daughter is away for okay. the uh, right for the holiday, and uh, I was raised Serbian Orthodox, so. You were what? Raised Serbian okay. Orthodox, and uh, not serving Orthodox. No serving. <laughs> no, Serbian. He's new Serbian. So much Orthodox. And we go by the Julian calendar uh-huh. in the church. So, uh, not that I really go to church all that much, but but if you did, so we we do uh, the seventh of January. Okay, and uh, I just have Christmas then. Oh, and that's it. Awesome. Works out. Yeah. So, so, so you just kind of hung out, watch I, soap operas. I'm soap I'm on holiday. Uh, 
I think I was on Amazon Prime the yeah. whole time watching <laughs> really, really bad horror movies from the 1970s. Oh, that's so fun. It was great. That Which like one that's perfect out. way uh, to solve it? was the one where they, uh, where where did all the people go, I think is, Ooh. yeah. So Which, it was like shot with one camera. It was, uh, it was so bad. Where and did the people go? The, they uh, succumbed to a solar flare. Spoiler oh. alert. Um, <laughs> and the the movie I actually watched the prequel or not the prequel the the movie I watched before that was actually the '80s remake of that, which is called Night of the Comet. Right. And uh, uh, so it was it was a, a little treat to get the bad eight millimeter version and the. Uh, the, the bad 80s yeah. <laughs> version. It sounds fun. So, yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. So, and Justin? Well, you know, I, I don't really celebrate Christmas because I'm Jewish, Frankie, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but? But it's, uh, you know, always about Chinese food and movies as well. Yeah. <laughs> but this time Ian made a duck, and that was fabulous. Um, you know, so we did have a feast. Ooh. And then we just watched a bunch of movies, which was really fun. Don't, yeah. say, really don't talk about eating duck to yeah. Frankie. Oh, that's right. I forgot you. I, know, I won't talk about family. eating your dog. <laughs> 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 we won't talk about you. It wasn't Lily. Lily. I, I didn't know this duck, but yeah. it was tasty. That's <laughs> I don't like, I mean, I like Lily, my duck, but I don't like duck meat. I've tried it a lot of times. Crazy. And I just don't get it. It just sounds like, it tastes like bad chicken to me. Uh. <laughs> like grisly and I don't know. I just, if I'm going to like eat a bird, I want it to be like a, turkey not taste like a bird yeah not taste like chew leather (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but ian's a good cook so he's a great i'd probably like ian's it was yeah it was amazing so i'll i'll be quiet because i'm gonna get some shade (laughs) oh wait and i forgot my mom and i went out to to um chinese food yeah, Chinese that's dinner. what you that did. Was fine. Yeah. So well, we actually Chinese did. on Christmas is perfect. It's yeah. lovely. I also had Chinese on Christmas. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 I spent yeah. most of the day with um, my family, but uh, then that night I came home and spent it with my girlfriend. So uh-huh. and we got. Are you Chinese Jewish dinner. too? No, <laughs> but I spent. <laughs> is your girlfriend? No, <laughs> we just. Do you want to be? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you maybe. are now. Chinese food on Christmas. That's all it takes. Yeah. And I am Jewish as well, but uh, how was your Christmas? Well, we had uh, well, because Kelly's side, um, we had we always did kind of a mixed holidays because it's just that's what we did, um, and we didn't have a we don't usually like fest it up too much. We have like the menorah and that kind of sits in the corner, and we Aww. remember to light it occasionally. <laughs> I forgot it this year. And then um, we did a Christmas tree, and it, it was like a Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> tree. Two of them, but they are, you know, and they're supposed actually they were bought to look like Charlie Brown Christmas trees. So we had the kids were a little <laughs> bummed out that we were a little late starting. We're remodeling our house, which is an it's gonna it's just one of those things you that were always never stops. And mm-hmm. so we finally got the Christmas trees up, but we had I don't know we had quite a few about twenty people over maybe. Nice. Um, but for uh, Christmas Eve, and it was nice. We just kind of did little gifts. We don't do like big gift presents for our kids. We do stockings. Nobody got a new Tesla. Nobody got a new Tesla. Um, but we got like you know we'll just give them like socks and underwear and some money. Bringing the Hanukkah like in, that. yeah, that's right. But we don't do anything like we save the bigger gifts for like uh, birthdays and stuff like that. We just you know for us the season and both sides of the Jewish and the Christian side is, you know, it's about, you know, the giving and loving and, yeah. you know, not what you can accumulate in boxes and junk and plastic. 
So not to shade anybody that <laughs> does that because that's fine. That's just how we, we do it. But we do like one big family present. So this year we're going to do TVs in some of the rooms because awesome. we haven't really had a TV in our house in five years wow. maybe hmm. so it's time so we're gonna get one of those big tvs and awesome i've been kind of is it the, the curvy ones or are you going for the i don't know if 4K? we're gonna go i don't know how fancy we're gonna go i want one that we can still hook an antenna up to because <laughs> <laughs> i heard you can still get 11 free stations <laughs> are you and going actually, up on the roof to adjust the aerial they're bringing it yes they're bringing them back they're bringing back antennas. So <laughs> the newer TVs have like little spots that you can hook an antenna up to. So that's like the newest thing. Huh. So there we go. Everything old is new again. Yeah, everything is old and new. So we probably should get on to the news, right? Probably. So <laughs> let's, uh, for the LGBTQ news, Melanie, what do you have to tell us? Uh, the end of the year wrap-up. Um, 2018 has been a, a seesaw kind of year for the LGBTQ community and politics. Uh, but it's been a record-breaking year in media, according to GLAAD's annual TV diversity report. LGBTQ representation on television hit a record high this year, with 8.8% .8 out of eight, uh, 857 series, jeez, regulars on broadcast TV, that's a lot, yeah. uh, openly identified uh, as on the gay, trans, or queer spectrum. And for the first time, LGBTQ people of color outnumbered white LGBTQ characters on screen by 50 to 49 percent. Um, GLAAD counted 26 trans characters on TV, which is nine more than last year. And for the first time in three years, the number of bisexual men rose, clocking in at 33, compared to 18 in 2017. Bisexual characters on, in television tend to be women who are often portrayed through negative tropes like using sex as a manipulative tool. But this year, GLAD's study saw a rise in depicting bi men and also in telling more nuanced stories of bi women. The study says Netflix is still the best streaming platform for diverse representation of LGBTQ characters, dominating outlets like Hulu and Amazon Prime. Beyond these numbers, the nuanced and favorable depictions of LGBTQ characters continue to increase. Steven Universe featured the first same-sex wedding on children's television this year. Adventure Time confirmed a long-rumored queer relationship between Princess Bubblegum and Marceline the Vampire Queen. <laughs> Love her. The reboot of Queer Eye and Netflix uh, aired its second season. They're gay. Um, <laughs> and uh, including an episode that discusses trans issues. The superhero show Black Lightning features a queer woman of color who also possesses superhuman strength. Filmmakers and producers, on the other hand, are still failing to include LGBTQ characters in their work. And even when they do, the roles are often thin and seem like afterthoughts. In May, GLAAD's 2018 film survey found that only 12.8% of 109 films included an LGBTQ character, down from 18.4% last year. Many of these roles were deemed insufficient. Uh, at least in television, it looks like we're making progress. In 2017 and 2016, shows also broke records with 6.4% of characters identifying as LGBTQ in 2017, uh, up from 4% in 2016. Progress is incremental, but it looks like at least the TV showrunners are listening to social media and Hollywood's continued calls for diversity, even if film lags behind. Wow. Go rainbow. Yeah. 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 Did you guys no realize that? that I No, I didn't. I didn't know the numbers, but I definitely noticed a lot more. 
I didn't watch TV for the longest time. I mm-hmm. like got rid of a TV in uh, nineteen ninety six. Yeah, and uh, and then it was just like you know whatever we can get on DVD. But um, now I'm watching a lot more because they have Hulu and right. Amazon and all that. And uh, it's really nice to see the diversity. It's really great to see. Like, uh, uh, Supergirl's got a trans character mm-hmm. and, uh, and a hero at that. Um, uh, it, and just everything. Uh, Will and Grace are back on. Um, that's fun if a little yeah. you know, right. awkward. But right. uh, it's more reflecting society the society that we live in and that right. is key i i'm on a uh a group on facebook for sci-fi mm-hmm. and television and whatever and there's a huge debate going on about you know what is why should we include these marginal people in sci-fi why does this have to do with anything but then uh you we're starting to see more characters in these in these subgenres and these genres that uh that are more inclusive of of diversity and people have to change you know they they have to acknowledge that and I, i'm loving it yeah it mm-hmm. is just great to see that what's interesting to me is that film as you said is lagging behind which you know it used to be film was more progressive than television mm. And it's just interesting to me that Hollywood just doesn't seem to get it. I mean, I've pretty much stopped going to the movies because I'm just always like, it's the same stuff over and over again. And it's sad that they don't Mm -hmm. progress more. Um, But television, yes, you see all sorts of great things. Um, Even Downton Abbey, you know, had their gay characters and everything. And so... That that is it, it, it's great that you know we, we take a step forward for every two steps back it seems but we're finally making some strides. It's well, normalizing it. Yeah. And yeah. It's just kind of the thing I think maybe the younger generation mm-hmm. um, just kind of sees it that it's supposed to be. You mm-hmm. know, it's like these are my friends and this is what I'm used to in our world and we're still kind of like wow there's you know yeah. we, we kind of you know the older generation kind of you know opens one eye (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've definitely noticed i mean an increase in representation and um even when you go on netflix there's just a bunch of you can see like like so many more queer themed shows and movies than there ever were before and i think it's funny because i feel like it's kind of a response to the current political climate i feel like the entertainment industry is kind of a younger industry and um you know, as things, it's it's kind of fun to see that juxtaposition, or interesting at least, because um, you know, as things are kind of s- sketchy in in the in the political climate, like the entertainment industry. I guess, I mean, in the mod- more modern platforms like Netflix and and YouTube and social media and all that are really stepping up to the plate. I think. What, what's your thoughts on why you don't see it on in film? as much as you do on TV? It's just the younger generation. That's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I think I think in general, um, social media and television and like, you know, like I said, like newer platforms like um, Netflix and all these new streaming sites and everything are really um, focused on representation, but film is still like an, an older, like outdated mm-hmm. sort of um, industry. Right. Yeah. yeah, It takes a lot longer for things to get put out on film and it has mm-hmm. to go through all these you know, approval processes. I right. don't think that's going to make money. And you're still working with people that have been in the, in, in the industry for 30 and 40 years right. when you have to pass through them. But the streaming sites are like, 
on it and right, they can get exactly. stuff produced within a year mm-hmm. and we're taking risks whereas yeah. I think mm-hmm. that film is they don't take risks Mm-mm. anymore well I think so much money is at play right. which is sad right. um, and so I think it's you know they have to make their billion dollars for right. movies right? right and TV you know it's a little lower budget and I think they're willing to maybe take more risk and I, that's just Frankie's you know hypothesis on that but I think there might think, be something to it yeah I think we just I mean the film industry just needs to be convinced that people will show up for queer movies like you know Love Simon just oh. came out mm-hmm. a couple of years ago yeah. and did so well because yeah. there's there's an audience for it you know and they just don't realize it yet but there is there's an audience that there. was such a cute movie I saw it just by accident I was just kind of flipping through and it just it started off a little corny mm-hmm, um, but then it gotcha and yeah. I you know was, have you seen it Justin? I haven't yeah it's, it's a fun movie it's what you gotta like it's the, the corny kind of kitty mm-hmm. lollipop stuff I didn't realize it was well, a gay movie like, yeah. I, I've seen yeah, you it fall in love with the characters. It like, feels like a 1980s, like John Hughes, oh, movie, really? but okay. like with I queer characters. Yeah. It's really fun. No, it was, and yeah. I was really surprised. Why didn't they have this when I was in high school? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and they're still debating in, in the film industry, they're still debating whether or not you could actually have a, a successful, you know, women's uh, uh, movie. You know, they still can't movies. get that. Yeah, like I mean, oh, right. Ghostbusters can't it's do right. that. Remakes but, and sequels, like let's just remake this movie yeah. and put women in the roles instead. We need to be writing new stories. But then Wonder you know? Woman came out right. and just blew all that out exactly. of right. the, the water. So, Well, uh, what we need to do now is actually take a bl- break. Uh, Jeff Ross from the Damien Center is going to be on after our music break. And we'll be right back. All right, y'all. Here's the story of the legendary queens. Miss Dasher, Dancer, Prancy, Vixen, Lady Comet, Cupid, Donna, and Blitzinia. But child, do you remember the fiercest drag queen of them all? RuPaul the Red-Nosed Drag Queen had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw
star in my show tonight? Then how the drag queens loved her as they shouted out with glee. RuPaul, you bigfoot, red-nosed drag queen. You'll go down in history. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Um, I believe that was RuPaul with uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. And you yes. brought that in, Melanie? Yeah. Was that, that was brilliant. Oh, you brought that in because... Uh, lay that at my feet. It's yeah, Wes, no, I brought Wes's, it in. Wes's uh, oh. favorite song. He was dancing. He was, he was dancing. dancing. Yeah. Oh, he did, was very place. angry. We stopped it. <laughs> but we were running out of time. <laughs> yes. So, Wes, next time, it's all you. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be allowed back, huh? <laughs> Wes is our producer, if anybody's just... Uh, So we have who? Justin on the radio or on the phone. We have Jeffrey Roth from the Damien Center. Jeffrey, are you there? I'm here. Oh, great. Welcome back. I know that we've had you on the show a few times before. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me back. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. So Jeffrey, the Swanky, um, so uh, what do we have um, going on with the Damien Center and kind of topics that um, you'd like to, to speak about? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is the holiday season, obviously, and I think a lot of people are thinking about their friends and their families, and obviously with year-end, we want to remind people just about organizations like the Damien Center and other ASOs across the state. Um, One of the things that's really important to remember, especially this time of year, is there are a lot of people with HIV um, still in Indiana, across the country, and all over the world, and um, there's still some bias to, you know, people who have HIV, and it's, it's not something we necessarily understand, but it, it, when you have HIV, there's nothing necessarily wrong with you, and um, a lot of what's going on these days, we still have to remember that HIV is still a cause that people should care about, and, um, you know, there's a lot of work that can be done, and so it does take a lot of support from a lot of people to make sure that we're remembering that HIV is still a thing and it's still important and there's a lot of work that we can do together. Right. So, um, you know, I I mentioned to you that, you know, just a lot of the issues that are going on with the Trump administrations and especially um, recently, and it's been going on for a little bit, but uh, uh, recently there were two um, military soldiers that were... um, basically fired for having HIV Um, and that's becoming kind of the policy of the Trump administration of saying that if you're HIV positive that um, you can't serve in the United States uh, military. One of the servicemen um, said, you know, this is, you know, he's been deployed already. Um, You know, his levels are undetectable. and, you know, we spend thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars of training these individuals, you know, for different specialties, if you kind of added it all up, and to fire them because of just ignorance, bigotry, and just sheer meanness. Right. Um, you know, I think that's something we can talk about, you know, that people, you know, in civilian world, as far as, you know, working as, you know, health professionals, restaurants, bus drivers, whatever is, is, is not, you know, anything that should be stopped, right? Correct. I mean, you brought up a really great point. I mean, you said undetectable. He has undetectable levels, which 
um, within the past year, there's been research, and the CDC has actually come out and said an undetectable viral load means that you're untransmittable. You know, for a long time, people had this notion that an undetectable viral load um, meant that you were an untransmittable, untransmittable, but this year was actually confirmed. So when someone does not have a viral load that you cannot detect through any sort of testing, there is no um, cause for concern. And really, there shouldn't be any cause for concern in general. You know, just because someone is HIV positive doesn't mean that anyone else is going to get it through casual touch, through casual contact, even through, you know, um, sexual um, contact. You know, there are ways to keep yourself safe through PrEP, wearing condoms, safer sex practices. So just because you're HIV positive doesn't mean that you should be um, fired or removed from anything. I mean, HIV should not be a sentence that gets you different treatment. Unemployment. Exactly. Right. Are there? Do you? Are you familiar if there's laws on the books that protect individuals in the state of Indiana? At least I know federally. I think there are. Um, right? Am I right or wrong on that? Um, there are a few, and I don't. I can't say that I know them specifically. But you know, when it's at our federal level, that should trickle down into the state. So right. if someone, if there's a law in the federal level that says you know having HIV shouldn't, um, you shouldn't be. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, treated any differently, then that's how it should be. And we do try to make sure that people know that. Again, when you have HIV, it's more of the way we treat it these days is more of a condition rather than an illness that can hurt people. Obviously, there are a lot of things that you need to take in consideration when you're HIV positive, but it's no longer a death sentence. It's not a sentence. It's not an issue where people um, have to worry about their partners or their neighbors or anything like that having HIV. So we do want to change the stigma about what it's like to be HIV positive and help people understand um, what it is and what it means for everyone around them. Right. Well, the one thing I'm concerned about, well, many things that I'm concerned about, but one in gen- and you know, is about, um, you know, so now that the Trump administration have, I mean, has fired these two soldiers and there's more that he's quietly yeah. fired prior to these is that people are going to start to believe that there's something up you know if the government's not wanting these people to serve then maybe there's something else going on with HIV you know somebody that's HIV or has HIV um it it, it could cause you know uh you know uh they could transmit it or whatever. It looks like we're we're walking backwards in a lot of ways, and that's something where the Damien Center and other, you know, uh, centers similar to yours. Is, I think it's really important to really pull it up and educate people again. I guess we can yeah. you, you guys continuously educate people, but now that you know we have an administration that's not being so friendly. Um, it's important to, you know, to educate folks. Are you guys on any kind of campaign right now to, you know, to let people know that, you know, what, what's happening, you know, on the federal level um, isn't right and people have no, nothing to be scared about? I know we talked a little bit about that before. Yeah, I mean, what we're really focusing on now is uh, prevention and prep. Um, we do, I mean, we can, our, one of our main priorities is to educate people about HIV, so it's not something that um, necessarily changed, I would say. We're always trying to make sure that people understand that what HIV is, how it's transmitted, what it means to live with someone who's HIV positive or be affected by HIV. Um, You know, part of our job is really to advocate for 
what what the future of HIV education and what the future of HIV treatment looks like. So we're always looking for ways to really show people um, how having HIV doesn't make you any different. And what we really try to do these days is show people what it means to be HIV positive and what it means to be HIV negative and protecting yourself. Right. So um, what, you know, we can go on and talk about this for a long time. I think it's important, you know, that us as, you know, just good people, we continue to educate ourselves and understand that we don't need to go backwards and right. become biased and, you know, that um, I'm sure that it trickles down into the education and school and, you know, people not being, um, which I'm afraid of, that people just aren't kids in general, yeah. not kids in general, but just the population, the younger population, they're not going to be educated correctly. Right. Yeah. You know, I would say, you know, if you ever hear something or you read something online, I would reach out to your local aid service organization and ASO and just ask them, you know, is this true? Is this something that we should be worried about? Because I do feel like with any sort of information that flies around the Internet these days, sometimes you hear something that's maybe not 100% true, and you really need to do some research yourself and figure out what is true and what's not true. And I'm not saying that the news is wrong or anything like that, but if you have a question, reach out to someone and ask them. The Damien Center, we have staff that are experts in HIV, so we can help you understand what is this news article that you read about? Is it something that you should be concerned about? Um, I know we have a Facebook that you can reach out to through and send us messages on. We also answer Twitter. Um, You know, talk to people and really take it um, initiative to understand what's really happening. I think there are a lot of things that people should be concerned about, but we have at our fingertips literally the opportunity to talk to people and find out what's true and what's not true. Right. So um, how do they get a hold of you? Um, like I said, we have our Facebook page, so feel free to like us. I think that's a really great, easy way to, to find out more what's going on in the world of HIV. We always post new articles and new research information probably once or twice a week. Um, like I said, you can also reach us on Facebook Messenger. We answer that as much as we can, um, pretty much as quickly as we can. Some days, you know, people send us messages late at night, so we try to get to you the next day. Um, and then, obviously, you can just give us a call or um, and talk to somebody uh, directly, either in prevention or even just HIV education. Okay, that's good to know. Um, what's going on for 2019? you guys have any campaigns or anything that you're... Um, we do. Yeah, actually, 2019, we're excited because it's our 25th anniversary for Dining Out for Life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're familiar with Dining Out for Life, it's a, a really easy way to be a part of fundraising for the Damien Center. It's a little ways off. It's on April 25th, and um, really all you have to do is eat out at a, a restaurant in Indianapolis that participates in Dining Out for Life. Uh, there'll be a full list of them probably by mid-February or so. Um, it's our 25th anniversary, so we're really excited about it. We're actually one of the um, longest-running Dine Out for Life um, communities across the country, and technically internationally, since we have some Canadian partners as well. And um, this is just a real great, easy event. You have fun, you get with your friends, and you help raise money for the Damien Center. That's great. Um, anything else that's coming up? Are you guys, you know, we're going to be coming up to spring and um, summer? Yeah, so we're already planning, obviously, for way out to uh, actually through Pride. And, again, we're going to be pushing a lot of um, prep information because I think um, – I, I still think there's some uh, people who don't know about prep, and we want to make sure that they – Why don't you give us the, the quick uh, 411 on 
Yeah, prep, so PrEP is a one-a-day pill. Uh, it's called Truvada. You take it every morning or in the evening, whenever you want, and it helps you uh, stay HIV negative. If you're having sex, if you use drugs or any sort of injection and you want to stay healthy, take PrEP. Um, it'll, it's, like I said, once a day. There are very few side effects, and what side effects you do have usually go away after a while. Um, as long as you take the pill once a day and stay consistent, you should be safe. Great. Yeah, this is something that, you know, it's amazing. You, We've talked about this at least three or four times on the show throughout the year, um, but it's still amazing how many people just don't know about PrEP that it exists and that it's yeah. uh, possible to get through your insurance and other uh, programs that the Damien Center, Center yeah. can uh, plug people into. Yeah, if you don't have insurance or you don't think you can afford it, let us know because we do have a lot of programs that help people afford it. It's either low cost or no cost. Yeah, this is something, you know, the Trump administration, they talk about, you know, preventative. They don't talk about preventative that, you know, seeing that, you know, military, you know, you know, servicemen and women, you know, or men. I guess would would you know benefit from prep you know it's something that when you're trying to keep your troops safe <laughs> everybody has yeah. sex um well that's not true a lot of people have sex um but it's it's a way to to prevent you know you know from contracting HIV um so yes um if people don't know about prep definitely uh get a hold of the Damien Center and and learn about uh what the possibilities are for them uh, to go on it, and, and and it's not that difficult. I've helped a couple no, different people walk. You have to get an initial blood test, and then every three months you get another uh, round of labs. And pretty again, just take stay consistent, and obviously practice safe sex. That's great. So um, we kind of jumped around a little bit, but uh, do you have any plans for New Year's? Um, I am spending it with a couple of friends. I you know just got back from visiting family, so I am excited to kind of uh, just spend some time with friends this time. Okay, so a quiet New Year's. I hope so. I mean, I'm a, I'm getting a little older, so I don't. Uh -oh. <laughs> don't say that word. That's a door word. <laughs> Old. Um, so so. Um, well, that'll be fun. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll wish you a happy New Year's. And thank you for coming on once a month and, you know, talking to our to us and our audience out there. And you're always enlightening us with uh, lots of good information. So keep up the good work. And um, we'll look forward to talking to you, uh, I guess, uh, next month, right? Great. So, yeah, wonderful. I wish you guys a happy New Year. Okay, thank you, you too. Happy New thank Year you. to you, Jeff. So much. Okay. <laughs> well, that was good information. So we're going to cut away and do another music break and do community minutes. And I guess we get to hear another Ru RuPaul song. Why? 
I saw Daddy sitting up in there kissing on Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. It was up underneath the mistletoe last night. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, he didn't see me grief. I was going downstairs having a peek, you know. Yeah, he thought I was tucked up in my bed. Mm-mm. No, child. You know what would have been funny, though, is if Mama would have caught him. Yeah, mama would have had a fit. Child. But I kind of would like to Gonna take a minute to look at the community calendar here for the upcoming week. On December 29th, we have Glimmer in the Pines, a benefit for pelvic health education at the Blockhouse, 205 South College Avenue, in the alley and downstairs from the back door. Um, all money raised will go to a local project that learns and teaches about autonomous pelvic and sexual health care there will be a raffle a prize wheel great prizes and a photo booth festive dress encouragement not required and also we have on the 31st of december um bloomington free on-street parking the office of the mayor has issued a list of dates for free parking downtown bloomington during the holiday season december 31st is one of those days all right with that i'm gonna throw it back over to the show well, here we are. Some little more RuPaul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, these that are all, my fault too. I'm these sorry. are all Melanie's fault. For yeah. but that's fun. It's like you know, Christmas is over a little couple of days, but we didn't have time to to play any of our. I got fun. some worse music. I'm it's sure you got, do. Like, door words in it and oh, stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we we, we want to keep our jobs. Yeah. Um, Justin, we got yes. some more stuff going on in the news. Yes, we do. Uh, thank you, Frankie. Uh, happily, the 2018 midterm elections gave momentous victories to America's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community. A record number of LGBTQ candidates ran for office this year, and more than 240, an unprecedented number, won their primaries. On election day, several of them made history, including the first openly gay man to be elected governor, New Hampshire's first gay congressman, and a Native American lesbian who won a house seat in Kansas, becoming the first queer person to represent the state in Congress. So here are some of the biggest LGBTQ wins for 2018. Jared Polis from Colorado becomes the first gay man to be elected governor in the U.S. Yay. (laughs) Sharice Davids becomes first LGBTQ person and Native American to represent Kansas in Congress. Mm -hmm. Chris Pappas becomes New Hampshire's first openly gay member of Congress. Lesbian Angie Craig defeats anti-LGBTQ congressman in Minnesota and becomes the first openly gay person elected to Congress from that state. And Democrats Susan Ruiz and Brandon Woodard become the first LGBTQ members of the Kansas State State Legislature. Zach Walls, who defended his two lesbian moms before the Iowa House of Representatives in 2011, most of us remember that, I hope. Uh, yeah. He became a state lawmaker himself. This one, I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> I know. That was, I don't know if people had I was very verklempt. Yeah. Uh, Zach I have on to say. Um, YouTube, um, you know, when he first came out, he, you should, people should go back and, and watch that because he just gave his two, two moms. And, you know, this is when things were still pretty hot mm-hmm. um, in the political. People were, I guess, still getting their heads kind of wrapped around it. 
Um, and he just gave a phenomenal, amazing, and everybody yeah. knew by watching that that he was going to be a future somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so great. I'm so happy for his whole family. Um, they must be very proud of him. <laughs> I know I'm sure. I mean, this is just like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, yeah. Malcolm Kenyatta becomes the first LGBTQ black man elected to the Pennsylvania legislature. Mm-hmm. Terry Johnston was elected mayor of Key West, Florida, becoming the state's first lesbian mayor. Wow. Didn't hmm. know that. I didn't know that either. Um, in a major victory of the state's transgender community and allies, Massachusetts residents voted to keep in place legislation that forbids discrimination on the basis of gender identity. Go, Massachusetts. Yay. That is big. Just we need that in Indiana, right? We, we yeah. really well, do. Well, we first need the protections mm-hmm. in order to protect the How do we do that? Well, uh, yeah, we got to vote. Write, write your people. We have to Can vote. We, write? we have to write your Congress folk. Go yeah. to their offices, actually. Let's do it. The, you know, calling up is great. Mm-hmm. Writing them is meh. But, like, show up. Make an appointment. You yeah. can you can make an appointment to talk to your state legislators and, uh, and you know, s- say what you need to say. I think uh, we should do a writing drive or something like that. And yeah. just oh, that everybody, yeah. yeah. This or, is what we do. Anyway, or we could show up. Or we could show up. We'll, just, we'll get in Frankie's call, van and head on. Make an appointment, yeah. yeah. That sounds wonderful. Um, and uh, we can't forget our own J.D. Ford, mm-hmm. who is becoming Indiana's first openly gay lawmaker, beating conservative stalwart Mike Delph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go, J.D. Uh, Indiana is among five states without some type of hate crime law, which generally includes enhanced sentences. Every marginalized group, people of color, women, Muslims, Jewish Hoosiers, seniors, LGBTQ plus Hoosiers, just to name a few, you now have a voice in the Indiana General Assembly, and I only intend to amplify it, Ford said. So this is all very happy news and uh, does give me faith. After all the sad news, we always. I mean, there's always a lot of sad news, and it's hard to focus on the good stuff when some of the sad stuff is really big. But, um, you know, it's still out there. A lot of good things are happening, and people are speaking up and voting. And, you know, with the women's movement, which Mm -hmm. was two years ago, to see basically because of Trump, you know, getting into office, that there are now women out there that had never thought of either voting or running for political office Mm -hmm. that are actually these candidates in this, you know, I'm I'm sure the LGBT community is is, is part of that uh, whole movement. So, you know, this is, I remember talking about this, about, you know, what will come out of this and, um, you know, people being angry and, and frustrated to see that, you know, that things that they were just kind of just assumed would be okay. I think after, and we've, again, talked about this a lot, but after Obama was in office and we saw a lot of the changes happening, we just assumed, yeah, it's just kind of, we'll, we'll be fine. That, <laughs> you know, how can we go so backwards? And then you get this clown orange Frito head in the office <laughs> And he becomes, I mean, he's just not a nice person. There's right. not, you know. Well, and draws the worst out in, yeah. mm-hmm. in other people. And, um, and and we went from, you know, oh, God, I'm moving to Canada. Right. Right. To, and then there's still some of that out there. But to, oh, God, I'm running for office. Right. You know, right. and then mm-hmm. uh, 
how amazing is that? Right. You know, you get that, and Mr. Smith goes okay. to Washington. Right. Kind well, of I, I, you know, just on a personal level, Kate Wiltz, you know, is is a, who's ran and is now a can will, will be sworn in shortly as a county council woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, she yeah. went to. I, I remember when this all happened, and Kate and her whole family went to D.C. Did their march. You know, she has two daughters, and they. I mean, their Facebook pictures back then were awesome, and just really you know set the fire under all of them and then Kate came back and she got involved and mm -hmm. you know decided to run and got politically involved and you know and, and here she is so just you know I think a lot of us can tell similar stories or know people that were you know that have gone out there so it's possible I think people you know sometimes we feel like that we're beat down and there's just right. no way for anybody for us to make a difference right well it's making people realize that if we want to you know change it's our responsibility as citizens to you know call the government out if it's not working for us so it's making people realize that if we want to if we want to make change we have to show up and do it ourselves you know and yeah. it's and, and then you find that there you know are people out there i mean this is you know not even in the obama administration did you see this many lgbtq people running right. for office and winning right so you know well, and people of color and women yes, and thank it's you. just it's a it's a it's a tremendous uh upswell of of uh i don't want to use the word patriotism that's fine but it's uh excitement about taking uh agency right mm -hmm. and and taking not we throw about control back it's not about control it's it's about taking care of your your uh um yourself your friends your family your loved ones and uh and civic duty is something that i don't know i i haven't seen a whole lot of in the past 30 years right and it just seems to be like a, oh yeah there's that out there well it's like now or never you know yeah. you, you, we better get involved and do something it's right. like global warming you there's know a sense of urgency. we, we yeah. better make yeah it's an emergency mm -hmm. <laughs> it's emergency yeah. emergency <laughs> um we got to do something to um you know stop the other the 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 bad momentum right. and you know and i'm i just have a hard time seeing the plus side of the trump administration meaning the good and positive because i it's just Every time that person opens his mouth, just yucky stuff comes out. It and makes people, uh, uh, it lights a fire under people. Right. And, but, and right. that is a good thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the momentum will start, uh, you know, continue. And, um, you know, it'll be an interesting year for uh, 2019. But we'll talk more about that. And hopefully we'll have J.D. Ford on our show soon. And mm -hmm. from yeah. our great state of Indiana to talk to us. Um, so that would we, be great. Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, hopefully we'll get him on the phone shortly. Um, but w Ireland, what's going on in the LGBT community that's making history? Yeah, um, I have a, a wrap-up here of, of news that's happened in 2018 for the international LGBTQ plus community. Um, India's Supreme Court repealed a British colonial era rule criminalizing gay sex, the historic decision on September 6th revitalized the fight for LGBT plus rights in nearby countries such as Singapore and further afield like in Kenya, mm. which is really... Yeah, this is yeah. like... It's unbelievable that it's just this year that laws like this are being repealed. Right. But yeah, and pride parades have colored new parts of the world in 2018, starting in Myanmar in January when the country saw thousands of people attending its first ever public LGBT plus festival. 
In New Zealand, Pride festivities this year were particularly eventful. Auckland Pride March saw for the first time the participation of the country's Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, and was also the first Pride parade in the country to feature the same-sex wedding of a lesbian couple. Uh, while the UK was engulfed in a debate around self-identification of transgender people for most of the year as part of a public government consultation on reforms to the Gender Recognition Act, similar reforms were approved in Uruguay and in Chile. The year opened and closed with landmark moments for the transgender community working in the entertainment industry. In January, Yance Ford became the first transgender director to earn an Academy Award nomination for Best Documentary Feature. Uh, in addition, in various countries where a legal vacuum on IVF and surrogacy for LGBT plus people persists, it has become the role of the courts or local authorities to make landmark rulings in the best interest of the child. Uh, this was the case in Italy, where a lesbian couple convinced local authorities to recognize their child born out of IVF as officially having two mothers, which is a great step forward. Mm-hmm. In Israel, where the exclusion of gay parents from a reform of surrogacy law sparked a nationwide strike this summer and inspired an activist to launch the country's first LGBT plus party. A court agreed with a gay couple that allowing only one of the adoptive parents' names on the child's birth certificate was a discriminatory practice. Sports remains a largely hostile hostile environment for LGBT plus people to thrive in their authentic selves. However, in some sports, LGBT plus athletes have been able to show their excellency. On the sparkling surface of the ice rink, American figure skater um, Adam Rippon shined brightest, becoming the first openly gay man to qualify for the Olympics. Pat Manuel became the first transgender man to fight and win at a professional level in U.S. boxing, and WWE's first openly lesbian wrestler, Sonya Deville, competed in the first ever WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale at the event. Rachel McKinnon won gold in the sprint at the... 2018 UCI Masters Track Cycling World Championships, becoming the first transgender woman to win a world championship in cycling. Traditional gender roles have been subverted in cheerleading, too, with male cheerleaders performing in the National Football League, the NFL, for the first time this year. The NFL also recorded a landmark moment when when it joined the Major League Baseball to march at the New York Pride for the first time. Yeah, here's some more progress in yeah. 2019. So we're, we're, news. we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. We're Although doing I have it. to say that I'm <laughs> shocked that um, Adam Ripon is the first openly gay man to qualify for the Olympics. Uh, I feel Figure like skating. I think it's just like, do you even have to come out? I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean, I'm, I'm shocked by that. That doesn't seem like that should be happening in 2018. Yeah, it's surprising that... that um, He's the first openly gay. I'm sure there's, I mean, obviously there's been gay athletes, but, <laughs> but to say it out Olympics, loud. In the Olympics, but yeah. just to say right. it out loud so is really important. Yeah. yeah, being comfortable who they are in their skin, but not uh, making a press release right. and saying it on the international stage. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the individual that had the whole issue with Pence. You know, he went meet yeah. Pence mm-hmm. when Pence wanted to right. sit down with the right. Olympic athletes, and he said, no, you're a hater. You're not nice. And I guess as I think about it, Greg Luganis, who came to my mind, but I guess he wasn't out, was he? I guess. Not at the time, it was afterwards. Because, yeah, it was when he... It was after. So, yeah, yeah, so again, here we are, 2018. Um, We're still obviously making progress, and, you know, it's like like you said, you were shocked uh, 
to right. think that that was a thing to come out now, but it's, yeah. you know, happening. I mean, but around the world, you're still seeing, you know, different uh, countries that are, are, you know, walking things backwards in a lot of ways, including ours in some ways. Um, so it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's wonderful to see all this, you know, occur. And Israel yes. is a, a surprise too because yes. they've fought so hard against pride parades uh-huh. and they fought mm-hmm. so hard against uh, you know the Orthodox community. Is yeah, Orthodox community is really kind of a bigoted community when it comes to the LGBT right. community, and they have not done a, a service to the LGBT community. But and, and they're not a giant you know majority. No, but, but they, they have they a, a big. They hammer. have a big voice. Yeah, they and have a very uh, big hammer. So, mm-hmm. and I was surprised. I didn't know that they had an actual gay party, um, political party. I didn't realize That's that. I knew that there cool. was. Yeah. So I need to read more about that when I was. Uh, I wonder if Dana yeah, Internationals in that. Is I love that when she won. She won Eurovision. Dana International. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the the country didn't know what to do. They were like, "Yay! <laughs> well, <laughs> how do we make this happen?" Yeah, mm-hmm. but they did, and it was great. And so they keep making strides. And and uh, and seeing South Asia kind of come around too, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, Pakistan uh, has just uh, you know they're they're going to be protecting uh, trans folk from discrimination. Well, that's huge. And that's yeah, that's amazing. You know, Pakistan is doing amazing things. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to come here too. Hopefully, you know, when when those countries, those leaders are going to influence us. Possibly. Well, again, it's kind of the normalization of things when people see that, you know, you're not going, your head's, the world, the sun's still going to rise, you know, life is still going to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when, when you, uh, you know, when, when, when people, it's just the change of getting people to, to, to go with that. Mm -hmm. And they're scared, you know. Right. And it's just people like ourselves out there talking about it and re-explaining, explaining. That's what I'm like. People are like, you know, say, Frankie, do you ever get tired of, you know, telling your story? And I'm like, absolutely not. Um, Shame on me if I ever get tired of telling my story. Um, I think that that's, you know, there's always somebody out there that's willing to listen and needs to learn. And it seems like kind of a no-brainer sometimes, and I don't mean that offensively, um, but if you aren't, you know, uh, we're in a community in Bloomington, or at least my community in Bloomington, where it's just kind of, it is what it is, and, and, and people are exposed to so much. But when you meet people from other communities that aren't familiar with it, and they have, sometimes you think, is this 1950s? You know, the stories. Right. But, um, you know, I think it's it's having those conversations. And what we have to be careful about, and on the radio sometimes I, I sound angry, which I, I, I am at, at times, but not being angry at, at, at the point of being able to explain to people people that just don't understand Mm -hmm. and you know that we're not going you know again I always go back to the 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 sun will rise and you know and set and it doesn't matter if you know gay marriage you know because of gay marriage you know that was like the big thing yeah one time Mm -hmm. it's like what's gonna happen you know your marriages are all gonna fall apart right everything's gonna fall the heterosexual marriage just won't mean anything you know, it's just so, um, so insecure about their own marriages. Interesting. So, how about you guys? What are you know? We're talking about a lot of uh, things that have occurred and happened in 2018. We got a little time left, not a lot, but what are some of the things that you guys are 
looking forward to 2019 and happy maybe to say goodbye to 2018. I don't know. Because <laughs> we're closer to 2020. I know. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. You know what I think would be really fun? Is if Mike Pence was involved in a gay sex scandal. Oh. That would just <laughs> blow everything up. <laughs> well, it depends on what media outlet you read. Uh, they would, have on that. I'm sure there will be more sex scandals. Would Mother have to be in the room at the time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> yeah, there's a. Well, well hopefully things are that, that's pretty dramatic. But do you guys, um, for 2019, I'm excited about what's going to happen within you know the Congress. Um, and uh-huh. I'm sure it's going to be a mess for a little bit. Everybody right. coming in, we have high, high expectations. So, um, you know, especially with the government shutdown and everything that's going on with that. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what, what happens with, with that. But that's what I'm looking forward to 2019. Really quick, we got like 30 seconds. Uh, you have any uh, New Year's resolution? I have none. Nothing. I don't, I don't want to set up to just fall down. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Justin? Wise. I, I have the same ones I always have what that never they? work out. I can't tell you. Oh, we say it out loud. <laughs> well, you know, okay. dieting, exercising. Okay, uh, we'll support you on it's that. It's also important to take care of yourself mentally. I think that's what I'm yes. going for this year. I'm gonna really just try to be, yeah, comfortable with myself more. This was my first Christmas that I was out my entire extended. Is family. that wait? Oh. We didn't talk about that. Well, Sorry. That's big, that's big. <laughs> but, okay, but it was time. good. <laughs> next time, yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful. That is awesome. I don't know what mine that are. That takes courage. I haven't uh, spent much time. Well, I have, and then I race and change it and then move on and go. So it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, but uh, we're out of time. It was a fun show. Um, this is our last show yeah. for obviously 2018. And I appreciate everybody here and all the engineers and volunteers and, and you guys. So yeah. thank you for a marvelous 2018 and looking for a marvelous 2019. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. Blooming Out was produced by Frankie Presloff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Blooming Out's community liaison is Alex Ashkin. Our interns are Jasper Tony, Ireland Meacham, and Wen Yen Lee. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Frankie Presloff. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to Blooming Out at WFHB.org. That is blooming O-U-T at WFHB dot O-R-G. And thank you for listening.